0: This is episode 595 of the AWS podcast, released on
1: June 16th, 2023. Podcast confirmed.
0: Welcome to the official AWS podcast. This is the AWS podcast. I'm your host for today, Jillian Ford. And today we're going to be talking about Security Lake. And I'm here with Himanshu. So Himanshu, tell everyone, what is it that you do at AWS?
1: Yeah. Hi, Julian. Thanks for having me, and hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Himanshu. I lead the team of our Worldwide Security Specialists. We are a team of security specialists at Amazon who help our customers with security in the cloud. So as customers are moving to the cloud or adopting cloud workloads, our team ensures that they're following security best practices, both using native AWS security services, as well as ensuring that we can bring in our partner tools and partner solutions as well. You're, so you're basically everyone's favorite person because security
0: is top of mind for every single company, no matter what size it is that you are in your stage of business. So for those who haven't heard of security, like how would you describe it?
1: Yeah, so Amazon Security Lake is actually a brand new and exciting service that we actually just announced and launched at reInvent last year. Essentially, what the service does is that it's a truly managed service, which makes it easier for security teams to aggregate, centralize, consolidate and transform all the information that's needed so that they can easily act on the security data. So. You know, you can imagine that security teams, when they are orchestrating and or trying to get insights from security data, they use tools like security incident event monitoring or XDR or security orchestration platforms. But before the data goes in there, there is quite a few challenges that customers have to go through. So, so whether it's AWS log sources or it's other third-party log sources, We wanted to make sure that we make it easier for customers to bring in all that information across their IT infrastructure in one place. And that's essentially what Amazon Security Lake makes it easier for customers. Wow,
0: that sounds really useful. And what's the common schema that's used across
1: this security lake? Yeah, great question. So, you know, one of the things that comes in, especially when we talk about log sources, From multiple different applications and sources is that oftentimes they can be in different formats and proprietary formats. You know, uh, because imagine like a log coming from a gateway firewall or a log source coming from an endpoint detection and response type application, versus you know a log coming from AWS native log sources like flow logs in the case of VPC or DNS. If somebody is trying to look for an IP address. You know, their queries need to be designed in a way that they can look for that IP address consistently across all these different formats. What the Open Cybersecurity Schema Format or the OCSF transformation does in Amazon Security Lake is that it automatically transforms all these log sources into a standardized and optimized schema format. So OCSF was an initiative that Amazon pioneered along with uh, some of our other partners in the industry to democratize the schema structure and the schema for security findings. So that when third party vendor applications and or AWS logs are generated, they can follow that standard schema as the data is going into Security Lake. And that then makes it easier for the security teams to act on that data. It re- reduces the query time. It reduces the time to actually respond to security incidents in turn and also improves performance. So that is the foundation of Amazon Security Lake as a feature is that it is transforming all the data into OCSF for the AWS native log sources and encouraging you know our partner applications to bring in that data in OCSF format as well.
0: Wow, this is so interesting. And when you were saying about improved performance, is that even compared to doing it with a a data lake? And maybe if you could also elaborate on what the differences are for customers who are already using a data lake for their security needs, Uh, how does this compare to using security lake?
1: Yeah, again, very typical, um, intriguing question that I get from customers is that we actually did recognize this problem because aggregating and collecting data is important, both for security purposes, as well as compliance purposes. And oftentimes, you know, customers went down the path of building their own data lakes. So data lake essentially is, is a collection of structured or unstructured data in a scalable fashion. But when it comes to the security persona, there are certain things which are very critical and important And I think this is where the the total cost of ownership of bringing all that data in comes into play. So when orchestrating a data lake, the first and foremost thing that still needs to be done is the log ingestion or enablement. That means that even for AWS log sources, if somebody is creating a data lake, they need to first enable these logs, and that includes cost then those logs need to be streamed to a storage service, which is typically, again, incurring additional cost. And when we try to bring in multiple regions and multiple accounts into picture, that again brings in costs associated with reliability, with performance, et cetera. With Amazon Security Lake, on the other hand, once Security Lake is enabled in the AWS account, all or, or across multiple accounts and regions it automatically brings in all that aws native log data integrations without actually customers having to go in and enable those logs explicitly so that's you know bringing in cost savings once the service is enabled it takes care of all the undifferentiated heavy lifting that goes in in creating s3 buckets in setting the right permissions in making sure that the appropriate regions and accounts are enabled. So we are essentially creating the S3 bucket in the customer's account and bringing in the native AWS log sources, such as, you know, flow logs and cloud trail and data plane events and also security findings automatically into the security lake. So you know there's there's a lot of automation and simplicity that happens in the back end that in turn eliminates the need of setting all this up manually by customers. So that brings in you know cost savings, that brings in automation. And then, as I mentioned, once somebody is trying to build a data lake, then they also have to have additional cost associated with transformation of the data using ETL and or trying to add compute resources to keep up with the the volume of the logs as it increases. Whereas Security Lake is highly scalable, and being a cloud native service doesn't require customers to go in and do all these operational overheads. So Those are some of the benefits that Amazon Security Lake brings in from a total cost of ownership standpoint and how it differentiates from just a standard data lake. That is huge. I mean, you're basically just saying,
0: you tell us which logs you want to ingest, and then security lake is just going to take care of a lot of the work for you. And then all you have to do is really just go and pick how it is that you want to make sense of the security lake. So with that being said, how are you seeing customers actually make sense of the data in the security lake? What tools are they using?
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think this is some sometimes oversimplified. With Amazon Security Lake, first and foremost, there are six native AWS sources that are today automatically integrated, which means customers don't even have to go and enable those or pay for them separately. So these are typically like all the network activity is recorded in VPC flow logs and DNS flow logs, all the API activities in CloudTrail and then all the data plane events for S3, as well as uh, serverless Lambda logs, and then also security hub findings, which is where all the native AWS security services findings are integrated. These sources are automatically integrated into Amazon Security Lake. So customers have full flexibility to choose which accounts they want to enable the service in, which regions do they want to enable the service in, And how do they want to aggregate and roll up that data for compliance and auditing purposes as well? So if customers want to keep all their US-centric data in a roll-up region in the US and and all the Europe data in Europe and then all the APAC data in APAC, they can absolutely easily just configure this. The other main element, and I think something that we heard from customers was that they did not want to lose control of that data, which means that even if they were using like security analytics products, today they were ending up sending all this data downstream and then hence losing control of that data. With Security Lake, it allows customers to also set up the lifecycle management of that data within the service itself. So customers can choose how much of that data stays in hot storage and is now available for analytics within analytics tools. Or remainder of that data could go into cold storage for long-term tiering and compliance needs. So that's number one, which is helping customers with bringing in the native AWS log sources, and then automatically orchestrating that. Second is helping customers bring in data from third-party tools and applications that they might be using in their environments so as i mentioned you know endpoints so if they're using security products like you know some of our partners like crowdstrike or sentinel one or they're using products that are you know network related uh, such as firewalls or they're using products like identity providers all these are partners and vendors that are integrating with the ocsf initiative and then in turn building integrations as sources into Amazon Security Lake. So that's number two, where customers can bring in not only AWS log sources, but also any partner tools or integrations and hence logs from those applications. And thirdly, we're also giving customers the flexibility to bring in custom data sources. So if customers are building their own applications or they have data that is currently already stored somewhere, they will have the ability to bring in that as a source into Security Lake as well. And that then helps them orchestrate that data, manage it in a centralized fashion. And as I mentioned, as the data is coming in, it automatically gets transformed into standard schema, all the directory structure and the schema and the folder structures are automatically maintained. And that then allows customers to act on that data or subscribe that data for analytics. I love those callouts,
0: especially what you were talking about with the different storage tiers and thinking about, okay, when is it time to actually use archival storage with this data from the security lake? And I know there's people who probably aren't really sure about that answer right away. I know one suggestion is definitely... Keep an eye out. Maybe look at your data and make a sense of when does it make sense to be able to move that data from hot storage to cold storage within your security lake, because there is definitely a lot of data that's going to be uh, available to you to be ingested as a way of cost optimizing your your security lake. What are some other common use cases, Himanchu, that
1: you're seeing for a security lake? So first and foremost we wanted to make it easier for customers to aggregate and centralize this data when it comes to use cases the first one is helping customers to analyze uh, multiple years of security data quickly so you can imagine that there's petabytes and petabytes of data that customers can aggregate and with the growing volumes of data customers need an easy way a scalable way and then a cost optimized way where they can actually bring all that information together. So analyzing of multi-year security data is by far, I think one of the first use cases where once the data is now easily aggregated, customers have full control on that, and then they can choose the choice of their analytic tools to apply value on that data. So whether they're using existing SIM tools like our partners, such as Splunk or Sumo Logic, or any XDR or SOAR platforms like Sentinel One, et cetera, they can easily subscribe that data. Also, they can use our native AWS analytics tools, such as Amazon Athena or OpenSearch, which will help them either run live queries on that data or create custom query sets and build their own custom visualizations using QuickSight or Kibana dashboards. So that allows them to act on that data and analyze. Because the data is all structured in a standard schema and we will be supporting both direct data access from Security Lake as well as inquiry access, customers will see great performance in analyzing that data and hence reducing the time to respond to security incidents. Another use case is around simplifying the the compliance and or monitoring and reporting needs. Most of the times you know, customers need all this data so that they can comply with either you know, regulatory compliances and or comply with auditing needs. So with all that security data in one place now, whether it's for the short-term or for long-term, they can easily comply with that and either report or monitor that easily. Then it comes to you know, performing deep security investigations. So not just a standard analytics, but if uh, customers want to perform forensics or you know, they want to go deeper into facilitating the security investigations with elevated visibility across multiple different security teams and multiple different personas in their organization, they can easily orchestrate that because now they have full control over that data. Not to mention one of the other frustrations that we wanted to solve for our customers was that in most cases, they want to influence and enrich that data as well with their own insights, or they want to bring in, you know, threat intelligence or use machine learning models and AIML on that data. So now they can easily do that and create those custom analytics or further advanced investigations on that data as well. And then finally, unifying that data for security, you know, as I mentioned, that Amazon Security Lake not only brings in AWS native log sources, but also information from everywhere. It could be on premises, it could be in hybrid environments, or other third party cloud providers as well, or other cloud providers that customers might be using. So it, it helps customers unify all that data and creates this data management layer, which is separate from the control plane. And then once the data is all there, centralized. And optimized in Apache Parquet format in a highly performance-oriented and scalable service. Now customers can act on that. This is really exciting. So, Himanshu, any advice
0: for customers on how to actually best utilize Security Lake before they get
1: started with it? Yeah, when we're having conversations with customers, obviously you know they're very excited and to look forward to this service because it's easing both from centralizing of security data as well as cost aspects. Uh, There are three things that I typically tell customers to evaluate as part of that initial process. First and foremost is to evaluate what are their sources outside of AWS log sources that they want to bring in so that they can evaluate that whether are they going to fall into the integrations that we already have or integrations that we can help prioritize and build with the third party applications. So this is again, the native AWS log sources will be automatically integrated. And in the fullness of time, we will continue to add more and more sources apart from the six sources that I mentioned earlier. But for customers to evaluate that, what all are the other sources that they wanna bring in the data is important as part of that initial onboarding process. Then, The second thing is to understand the subscriber part of that data, which is where do they want to subscribe that data and what do they want to do with that data? So if they're using existing SIM tools or existing XDR or SOAR type platforms, they want to be able to integrate those into the subscribers of Amazon Security Lake. So Security Lake will provide these options where customers can add sources as well as can add subscribers. And on the services partner page and our documentation page will be a list of all these integrations that'll allow customers to easily configure those. And then, like I mentioned, that customers might have already gone down the path of uh, building their own data lake for, for this purpose. And that's where the second evaluation comes in, which is trying to understand that what they're going to do with the existing data and how to bring that data into Security Lake as well. This is one of the reasons why we are supporting custom sources so that customers can easily bring in the existing data they might have and then migrate that into Amazon Security Lake as well with transformed and and easily aggregated along with all the other data. And I think this is also where, as I mentioned, Cost optimization is top of mind today for customers. So if they are spending quite a lot of cost on one, enabling these logs, second, in the operations and orchestration of bringing all these logs together across multiple accounts, across multiple regions, and how to make it easily accessible to the security teams. Security Lake can help them eliminate some of those costs and heavy lifting that is required to orchestrate all this. And then finally, number three is to understand the pricing of the service. We've actually created the pricing of the service in a very simple and easy to infer form, where it's primarily based on two different dimensions. One is the AWS log source volume, and then the second is the Transformation or the normalization of that data in the OCSF format. So, those are the three things that I tell customers to evaluate. You know, when it comes to pricing, obviously, there's no additional cost associated in bringing data from non AWS sources or using that data in multiple subscriber tools. So, again, that brings in quite a lot of value. And most of the times that customers actually really get surprised and they're quite I would say enthused about this idea is that you do not need to enable AWS logs for security lake to aggregate this information which is a cost saving right there itself and the way the pricing of the service is structured is that customers can actually just offset their cost of enabling these log sources by just enabling security lake so it's pretty much the same cost or in most cases higher cost if somebody's enabling these AWS log sources and sending them to S3 versus just enabling and using Security Lake. So those are the three things that I tell customers to evaluate before they go all in on the service. That was solid gold. I mean, you just answered like a billion
0: questions that are probably (laughs) running through people's minds as they're thinking about Security Lake. Should I use it? What are the best practices to be able to use it? So I'm Really excited for everyone else to get started using it. Himanshu, thank you so much for pouring your wisdom and advice on how to best use Security Lake.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, Julian. And uh, we are really re- excited for the service. This is one of the services where we are seeing a lot of excitement from our customers, especially because it will help the and ease the aggregation of the data. And it will bring in a lot of automation as well as cost optimization when it comes to adding value for the security teams. So the service will be available with a free trial on every AWS account for 15 days, which will also help customers to sort of like evaluate and estimate those best practices, as I mentioned. And if again, customers need any help, they can obviously connect with any one of our AWS account teams as well as our security specialist team. Love it. Hamanshu, thank you so much for being here today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me.